Hello and welcome to Right Care Baptist. I'm Jake Lancaster, an internal medicine physician and the chief medical information officer for the Baptist system. And I'm Amanda Comer, a nurse practitioner and the system director for advanced practice providers. And today we have with us Heather Barnes, nurse practitioner and director of BMG at Home. Heather, welcome. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, and thank you for having me. Yes, I am a nurse practitioner, as you just said, for approximately 20 years and have come in to join BMG Baptist Medical Group here in Jackson and um, have been here with them as their primary care director of operations for the past three years. And I have oversight of approximately 13 clinics and have uh, been overseeing a program called BMG at Home, as you just mentioned. I actually started here uh, with that program and um, brought the program to Baptist. So I've been really excited about that. Well, we are glad you did. Um, so tell us a little bit, what is a comprehensive integrated care delivery model? Well, it is a lot. So it is actually a full range of services that are brought in overall to provide integrated care, coordinated care. And so this is obviously a model that has been proven to show that healthcare systems can utilize um, a group, a whole integrated uh, process, and it's a system that truly succeeds in reformed health care. It shows where reformed health care can be very successful. And so what, what it really is, is you have to have an understanding of a defined population of care. You have to have access to continuous care or care teams. You also have to have coordinated care for the population. You have to be able to measure it and you have to be held accountable for that population's outcomes. You also have to be able to use information technology to provide evidence-based care for individuals. And then you also have to continually monitor the quality of cost and every stage of care as it is delivered. So that is a comprehensive integrated care delivery model. And here at Baptist Medical Group with BMG at home, we do have that. And so it is truly um, and we even have it in our clinic model, of course, with our um, care coordination department. But it is truly shown to increase our quality metrics and um, been very, very uh, successful in our readmission rates here at Baptist Jackson. So let's dive into it just a little bit more. Um, tell tell the audience just a little bit more about what is BMG at home um, and what makes it unique uh, compared to to other systems that are out there. Sure. So BMG at home is almost, if you wanted to throw it out there, like home health on steroids, right? So it's nurse practitioners that are, once a patient is discharged, we are performing transitional care management visits inside of the home. So we're identifying patients upon discharge from the hospital. So once they're being discharged, once the hospitalist hits that discharge button, we have someone that is over in our care coordination department who sees all of the discharge orders and they start working them immediately. Discharge orders are done within six to 11 minutes on average. So it's very important that if we have the metric of getting patients discharged by a certain time frame in the hospital, which we do at times, um, we get them out quickly so that we can turn over those beds and get patients back in them. So, of course, how are they identified for the program of BMG at home and what is that nurse doing? She starts to review those medical records and the discharge summaries and what the doctors have put in. And she sees, uh, number one, are they going home with home health? Number two, what is their LACE risk score? Of course, length of stay, acuity, chronic conditions. 
How many times have they been in the emergency room over the last six months? And based upon that, we determine whether they need to have a nurse practitioner go out to the home. Do we need to go ahead and get them back in with their BMG provider? And then also, do they have a PCP? Is that PCP outside of the Baptist network? Are they in the Baptist network? And then do they even have a PCP identified primary care physician? If they don't, we definitely want to capture them within our Baptist network. So multiple things go into identifying a patient for BMG at home. And, and do you all take all patients or do you stratify based on how far they live from the hospital or, or how does that work? Great question. So we work on a 60 mile radius. So it's actually a 30 mile radius, which turns into be around 60 miles, of course, or 90 mile radius from the hospital, depending on whichever way you go. The whole circle is a large radius. So we have four nurse practitioners that are currently out seeing patients at this time. So to back up to the care coordination, so every discharged patient, every inpatient that is discharged is reviewed by that care coordinator. That is correct. That is correct. And, and there's multiple things that they are looking for. Of course, not only are they a BMG at home eligible patient, but we're also looking for things like um, if it's a heart failure patient, we want to make sure that we're hitting those get with the guidelines measures so that we don't have a fallout in that measure and that we are hitting the Joint Commission um, guidelines there. So we work very hard to make sure that we're meeting those measures as well. And so I assume maybe do you go approach these patients before they're out the door to coordinate and set all this up? It's a great question. Actually, that was um, that's almost like the utopia of BMG at home. So ideally, that is what we are looking at doing. And we're starting to hopefully pilot that this next week. We're actually launching that on one of our floors this next week. But what we're doing now is the nurses, once we complete the discharge orders, we send them back over to the floor. Again, I said it happens very quickly in a matter of minutes. And as soon as it's done, the unit clerks are notified. And so once they're notified, it prints on the ABS. So when the nurse goes in to do her discharge teaching, she simply lets the patient know you're going to be contacted by someone with BMG or care coordination tomorrow, and they will be giving you your important information about BMG at home coming up to the home. And then once that happens, the next day, they receive a phone call from someone in care coordination. And that person then lets them know, hey, we understand that you're identified for BMG at home. And then they start going over all the important questions with them and then get consent for the program. And those important questions are things like, you know, are you at home? Are you living with your sister right now? Did you actually, you know, what are the what's the status of the patient? Because that's very important. You know, you kind of stumble over some of these things as you get into this model and you find out, oh, you're going to the patient's home, but you didn't really ask them that and <laughs> you know, their house and they're not there. So we've learned that as time's gone along. But yeah. So they, we actually get their consent on the phone the next day. Okay. So walk us through, you have a patient that was discharged. Mm -hmm. They were identified for BMG at home. They agreed to the service. What happens next? Good one. So after they've identified, they've agreed, and that's all on the phone call for day two, right? Or day one post-discharge. So they've been discharged one day. The next day we're calling them and we're consenting them for the program. Once they have consented and we have told them that you're going to have a nurse practitioner come out to see you, we let them know that we're going to have the nurse prac or the, the next day that they'll be receiving a phone call. It probably would be even that same day. They'll be receiving a phone call for sure with the appointment time 
and what the nurse practitioner's name is that would be coming to see them. It's very important that they know exactly who the nurse practitioner is that's coming to see them because you just don't want anybody coming to your home, right? And so um, at that point, we go in and we identify, we have a routing software that we utilize. And uh, we take all of the patients and we put them in and then we start to route them after we've gotten consent. And then based upon mileage and based upon what nurse practitioner is in what area, we then put them in a grouping and then call the patients that evening or either the next morning. We're out to see every patient on average within three days, three to four days maximum. So we're within that first seven day time frame of the TCM window, right? So we're dropping that TCM seven day um, code usually. And so we go out and we call them and we let them know, hey, nurse practitioner Paula Bland or Shakira Stokes Manny is coming out to see you. And um, you, you can expect them tomorrow, anytime between 9 to 11. Let's say that they fall in their routing software to be seen at 10 o'clock. We want to give a good window just in case that nurse practitioner has to spend a little extra time at someone's house. So we tell them a two hour window and then the nurse practitioner calls them the next day when they're getting ready to go see them. They call them and let them know they're on the way. So we let the patient know the nurse practitioner is going to call you when she's on her way the whole nine yards. So that happens. So then the following day when the nurse practitioner gets ready to go out and see them, she reviews the chart and um, identifies anything that she may need to know about the patient. She may need to have prepared um, and, and she goes out to see the patient. She calls them on her way. Sometimes things happen on the way. You know, the patient may say, can you, you know, things happen like, can you pick up my medications on the way? Can you, um, you know, just little things, you know, and, and so it's, it's really neat being able to do home care in these types of situations because, um, you know, you just have a love for people. And, um, you know, I've found where our nurse practitioners are taking them snacks. They're taking them uh, little things that they need along the way. And it's really special. So but with that, they'll be on their way to the home and, and they'll go see them. And once they get in their home, they identify um, things like have they filled their medications? Have they um, already gotten their appointment with their providers? Um, has home health come out to see them? Do they have their DME equipment? So they perform that TCM visit inside of the home and then they start to educate their family members, their caregiver that's with them. Um, you know, a patient can present themselves any way they want to in the hospital. But once you cross the threshold of the home, it is a whole different story. As a case manager or as a nurse, you really can think you are giving that patient everything they possibly could need. And when you go in and you actually see the true home conditions, the patient may not realize what they needed until that nurse practitioner walks in to see it. And so um, it, it's really a grand opportunity to be able to go into the home and be able to provide these services. And then the other thing is, is patients' conditions digress significantly sometimes by the time they hit the home. So we're able to, you know, inject ourselves very quickly and start to take action. I've heard a lot of great stories about what can happen when you go actually see the house and, and what you're able to do that's a lot different than just seeing the patient in clinic. But uh, just for the audience, can you explain what a, a TCM visit is um, and then how, I guess, this model it makes it maybe just a little bit more effective to, to do a TCM visit? 
Sure, sure. Thank you. So a TCM visit is actually, it's a, you can do two visits. It's either one visit for a seven day visit or another visit within 14 day visit. And it's a visit. A hospital doctor. Okay, there you go. Yeah. It's a visit post-discharge from the hospital. And so it's oversight for 30 days post-discharge from the hospital. So to build this and to do it appropriately, according to Medicare guidelines, you have to call the patient within the first 24 hours of discharge and document this. So that's where that first phone call that we make is so very important. And during this time, we do our medication reconciliation because one of the number one reasons for readmission is poor medications, right? Wrong medications, medication errors. And so, of course, then the next thing that is required by Medicare with this is, of course, we have to review the discharge information. We have to make sure that we go over the discharge summary and evaluate the continuity of care. So that's required. Then also for TCM visit, what is required is to review the need for follow-up or pending diagnostic tests that might still be outstanding um, and or treatments. Then we are to discuss the um, care um, with other any any other health care uh, providers that they may have um, that are that's on their charts or any other health care professionals. We are to assume or reassume care of the patient's um, medical condition. So if this patient was already being seen, let's say, by one of our BMG doctors, we need to make sure that this patient is reconnected with that BMG doctor. If not, we need to make sure that they're reconnected with the doctor in the community. So that's where it's very important that we send a note and say, hey, Dr. Jones, hey, Dr. Harris, we just saw your patient, Ms. So-and-so. She was discharged from the hospital, and this is what happened while she was in the hospital. A lot of times, even though we're in the age of electronic medical records, they don't know that their patients were even in the hospital. So we are that one there to connect the dots and to let them know this is what happened while your patient was in the hospital. So that's the importance of a TCM visit as well. And then, of course, as I said earlier, educating the patient, family, and caregiver, that's an important part of it. And then to establish or reestablish any referrals. That's also important for that to happen. And then social determinants of health. You have to identify, do they need any uh, community resources? Um, and, and an epic Aunt Bertha is phenomenal with that. We love utilizing Aunt Bertha out in the field. And that's a tool in epic for those of you that don't know that um, you can simply click on it and it tells you what transportation resources are out there, what uh, community resources, whatever you may need, you can click on it and utilize it. So we do that. Dr. Lancaster, she just said she yeah. loved Epic. Uh, well, she said she liked the tool within Epic. I just <laughs> wanted, wanted to clarify. <laughs> She's not gonna make it that easy on me. <laughs> okay. So, but that's all TCM. Those are the things yeah. that are Wired through TCM. And then, of course, the great part about what we're doing is once we get into the home, the goal is to decrease those readmissions. That's the whole reason why TCMs were developed, TCM visits were developed in the first place, was to decrease readmissions. So if we see that this patient is one that needs frequent visits, um, is one that we can't get into their doctor for another two or three weeks, and the nurse practitioners identify that this patient really could use another visit or they're going to be in the ED, they're going to be going back for some reason what we will do is we will schedule another telehealth visit with that patient and we'll launch the visit and we'll show them how to do it while we're there in the home or we'll schedule them for the nurse practitioner to come back out and just do a home visit the next week or so so follow-up is extremely important we just don't go out and do a one and done we continue to follow them very closely for the next 30 days until we can reestablish care with their doctor heather remind me when this program launched Yes. So the program launched 
September 11th of 2019, we saw our first patient. 2019. So you've been able to to trend um, readmission reduction, and tell me a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. So in October of 2019, here at Mississippi Baptist Medical Center, our readmissions O to E at that point was at 0.99. And then in looking back at it today in fiscal year 22, November of 21, our O to E was at 0.76. And then today in January of 22, um, we're at 0.89. So we have seen a good trending down with uh, our readmission rates here at Baptist. Our CHF measures and and O to E rates have dropped significantly as well. We partner with area home health to make sure that we are making, you know, getting the patient's weights on a regular basis. They're calling us. Anything that we can do as far as remote monitoring access with these home health companies, they have those nurse practitioners on speed dial and can get the orders that they need quickly or those nurse practitioners can get in touch with the PCP to be able to get the orders from the nurses and get in touch with the doctors very quickly. So. And, you know, and since y'all have been live, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you've had a lot of success stories that wouldn't have happened if that patient would have been seen in clinic. Uh, do you have any examples that you could share that would really paint the picture for what BMG at home is able to accomplish? Sure. So I reached out to a couple of our nurse practitioners and asked them to share a few with me because I knew I was going to be with you guys today. So one was a 34-year-old African-American male that had to come into the hospital with recurrent hospitalizations due to hydrodenitis suppurativa, and he had wounds in his groin area that would not heal. He was seen by a BMG at home provider who identified that he was using a humidifier in his bedroom. It was not identified multiple hospitalizations that that was happening, but once the nurse practitioner walked into his home and she saw that he was using that humidifier in the bedroom, causing the excessive moisture to the wound in his bed, it was identified why his wounds would not get any better. So once she educated and told him that he needed to stop utilizing that and made the referral to the appropriate doctor, he continued to improve and he has not had any readmissions back to the hospital since then. Again, if the nurse practitioner hadn't gone into the home and seen that, he would have continued to come back into the hospital over and over again. Definitely. So another one was when our care coordination department had a patient call in for a chronic care management call. Uh, They notified the nurse practitioner that this patient just had consistent blood sugars greater than 200. The patient ended up going into the ER the night before and had called in and letting them know that they had an elevated blood glucose of 444 and their A1C was 11.9 upon review in the chart. So the nurse practitioner spoke with the uh, doctor and the doctor asked for the nurse practitioner to go on out because the doctor didn't have any availability in the schedule that day. So the nurse practitioner went on out that day and provided diabetic education. Home health was ordered that day. They did the face-to-face for home health and the patient's blood glucose continued to improve and has now remained at a normal level due to the nurse practitioner going in the home, opening up the cabinets. She saw a lot of things in the patient's cabinet that the patient did not need to be eating and she shared that with them and just did one-on-one education. So it was very helpful. And then the last one that was shared with me was one that was recently hospitalized for COVID-19 and discharged on home on room air. Once the APP got into the home, it was notified, noticed that the patient had SAS of 88 at rest, which when they would get up upon exertion, they dropped to 79 or 80 percent. The patient refused the ambulance and refused in the ER. So oxygen was ordered and delivered the same day. 
Bedside commode chair was also ordered and delivered to the patient for the APP, as it would have taken several days for the DME company to deliver it. So once again, our APP went to the company, got everything, and brought them to that patient's home. The portable chest X-ray was performed, which revealed pneumonia. The patient was started on oral antibiotics and steroids, and he began to improve. Weekly visits were then performed by the APP to check on the patient's progress, and a patient's readmission was avoided, and he's doing very well now. So, Heather, you talked about Medicare patients. Are there other payers um, that may qualify for this service as well? Sure. Um, United Healthcare uh, pays for this service, and then at this time, Medicare Advantage pays, but that is all that we are able to. Medicaid pays for some, but of course, uh, they're limited on the number of visits, and it does cut in to their visits that they would get with their providers because they are limited to the number of visits. So we don't accept Medicaid unless it is a frequent flyer in the hospital, and we do need to try and help prevent readmissions. And so it's just a matter of helping at that point. So, but as far as payer platform goes, it's United Healthcare and Medicare. Okay. So you've shared a lot of good outcomes already, um, especially with the readmissions. Uh, what else can you tell us about what the what the program has done? I would imagine your your TCM rates have gone up in um, oh, sure. numbers for sure. Absolutely, yeah, I have. And also, you know, the length of stay in the hospital, we, the physicians are more confident to be able to discharge patients a little earlier yeah. because they know we're going to have the nurse practitioners out there. Of course, our patient satisfaction is increased because they know that the nurse practitioners are coming out to see them. So they, they see it as an extra level of care from Baptist, right? They, they see Baptist caring enough to send a nurse practitioner out to see them rather than the patient having to, even when they're struggling, having to get up and come to the physician's office. For those um, um, for the, the younger daughter or son that is having to take care of mom and dad and having to take off of work to get them back to the doctor. It's a helpful thing that we can come out to see them rather than the son or daughter having to take off work and come in and take a mom and dad to the doctor. And then the other thing is, is that we're seeing decreased no-shows in the clinics because those patients were just holding a spot on the physician's clinic schedule and then they wouldn't come. So now we're able to come out and see them and uh, you know take that away so you know some of it as far as cost reduction is indirect savings of course with the hospital um, not being fine for readmissions the no shows in the clinics and things like that but it has definitely been a win-win all the way around yeah that's a major question though is you know i would assume you'd have to show that to the finance folks that um, it does pay for itself um, because you know the, the cost of having a, a nurse practitioner go to the patient's house is, is got to, you know, it's, it's expensive. Um, and I know other places have looked at, you know, trying to have, you know, physicians go to the house and how many patients would they need to see a day in order to make it worthwhile. And um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a challenge, but it sounds like uh, you're able to, to make it work and then some. Yes. Yes, we have been. It's been really good. What's the patient panel per day? So the nurse practitioners will see anywhere between six to seven patients a day, as long as we maintain that 30 mile, 30 to 60 mile radius um, around the Jackson market. So you have to also watch for no-shows, right, or, or patient cancellations. So we yeah. try to book to the no-show rate is what I tell them to do. So um, depending upon the area that we're going into, sometimes we'll book eight patients a day, knowing that we're going to have one as a no-show or call and cancel. So they'll end up seeing six to seven a day. So it's it's pretty pretty effective. 
Yeah. And teamwork and collaboration are the key, right? So knowing that our case managers in the hospital, Amy Keller and I work very closely together. She's been great. Her case managers are good and and notifying the patients and letting them know exactly what we're going to be doing and who we are when we call. You know, that's very important because if they don't know who's coming out to their home and, and to explain the difference of what we do versus what home health does, that's a huge difference, right? The patient, if they don't understand, they don't want us in their home. They don't they just don't get it. So it's all important and all encompassing from the time that they're discharged until the time that we can walk across that threshold of their door, that they understand what this program is all about. Otherwise, they're going to say no. So. so Heather, what's the benefit of having a nurse practitioner or a physician instead of a registered nurse make sure. that visit? Sure. So there's a lot of things that it would be the same as why would, you know, a why would you want to go in and see a doctor sometimes rather than just have home health coming out to the home. Right. So a nurse practitioner is going to pick up on a lot of things that sometimes a registered nurse cannot. A nurse practitioner, when she comes out to the home and, and listens to the lungs and listens to the heart, she's going to be able to identify things from her training and her, you know, experience that a nurse, a nurse just cannot. She's going to be able to identify if we are in CHS exacerbation. She's going to know the labs that need to be ordered. She's going to be able to look at that discharge summary and see exactly what the the doctor was looking for and wanting. And whereas the home health nurse is just sometimes doing what they're asked to do and checking the boxes and making sure that the medicine bottle matches the, the prescription on the bottle matches what is in the discharge summary. Whereas that nurse practitioner understands the pathophysiology and why the prescription was written for the way it was and what the doctor was trying to get to that plan of care for. So it's very important when you understand from the pathophysiology standpoint and then being able to to do an appropriate assessment of the patient and being able to put all of that together. So to have a nurse practitioner come out and do that first assessment, it's just gold. And then it gives that home health nurse the direction in which to go go with and then to be able to notify the doctor and let them know what's going on with the patient. Then you can change the plan of care if necessary. Yeah, no, I mean, that certainly makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and what you mentioned earlier with the humidifier is a perfect example of, of how having somebody with that knowledge uh, can help. Um, you know, what are some of the next steps for you? What lessons learned or what are the lessons learned you've had so far? And, and what are your plans for, for growing this program? Yeah, you know, I think, as I mentioned before, we've stubbed our toes on some things. And, you know, as we've gone, we've just continued to learn. I know that here for our care coordination department, we are looking at putting in remote monitoring. I think that's going to be you know, huge as we continue to grow our BMG at home program, because then we can just take the remote monitoring into the home. And then we have our care coordination department just to carry that on. And that gives our providers in the clinics just so much more power and knowledge, right? And power and being able to see what's happening with the patient and trending. So I see that being huge as we continue to grow. Um, I also see that if we can put someone on the floor from a BMG at home standpoint and working side by side with these case managers, um, that that as the program just continues to grow, it only just continues to become more successful here. And um, and patients, instead of saying, no, I don't really think I need that, they, they just continue to say, yes, I want that even more. We're able to identify patients from the ER, and that's my next big step. I want to be able to get into the ER and turn those patients around rather than having the just the frequent flyers come into the ED. I want to be able to turn them around and say, hey, we're going to come see you at your home if an ED visit is not necessary. So that's just the next big thing that I would 
would like to do is, is do some unavoidable ED visits and um, get out to the home and see those. And then find out whatever hospitals and RBMG or in our Baptist network needs these, then this program, then definitely help anybody else that would like to get this launched, do it for them because it's, it's a great program. And um, of course, I'm very passionate about it and truly believe that it works when you work it the right way. And it's not easy and um, figuring out how to do the routing and how how to put the right people in the right places it, it's everything's fluid and it changes regularly and if you're not on top of it then it's going to get away from you so you know it's 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 ever changing so we'll see what happens next week so yeah no it's all very exciting um, you know, thanks again. Thank you so much for for joining us today. It's certainly an exciting program, and certainly something that sounds like it would you know, be great to spread around the system. Um, any any last words you want to leave for the audience? Well, I just thank you so much for having me today, and thank you for letting me share my love with with everybody. And you know, if anybody has any thoughts that they would like to share with me, any recommendations, um, I am all ears. If there's any questions about what we are doing or how we are doing it, or they need further clarification, I am happy to do so. I know that there is a concern sometimes about us stealing patients from the community and uh, things like that. And I, I just really want people to look at this as us trying to be the connector and being the link. You know, we never want to steal patients. We are only trying to make sure that the community sees us as handing the patient back to them and making a good connection. And that's all we're really trying to do. So I never want this to be looked at as a negative thing. It's always positive. So that's it. Well, it sounds like you're doing a lot of positive work. Thank um, well, thank you again, and thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Right Care at Baptist. Please find the link in the show notes so you can redeem this for CME credit.